Let's talk about scarcity. So scarcity is one of the most important concepts you'll learn in the world of economics. Scarcity relies on the continued demand within a, within a market and the limited supply of some kind of good or asset. And so this leads to a question that I want to explore on this weekend thought. Is there such thing as scarcity online? Is there true scarcity? Let's talk about it. I want to discuss the relationship between scarcity as we've known it forever, which is true physical scarcity, and scarcity in the terms of what everybody is buzzing about today, which is Web3, blockchain, crypto, Bitcoin. These are all terms getting thrown around, and I want to kind of explore what these mean and how they relate to scarcity. So where I want to start with this conversation is with true scarcity, natural resources and land. In order for humans to survive, we need natural resources like water, shelter, and food. And all these things require, in some way, shape, or form, land. There's only so much land on this planet to develop. It is a scientific fact that this will not change. You cannot create matter. It's, a, it's impossible. So there's never going to be any more land. There's never going to be another Earth. And this is important to understand. And I want to explore this as it relates to an asset we're all familiar with, which is basically real estate and land. And I want to talk about Lexington. Lexington is a very unique case study of this phenomenon of scarcity because Lexington only has so much supply of land because it is illegal to develop beyond a certain point outside the boundaries of Lexington because of horse farms and the protection of land outside of Lexington. What this has done to the Lexington economy is it's created a scarcity of land and developable land and homes. And so what you see in Lexington is, is pretty steady prices compared to the rest of the United States. Another Lexington is not going to be created. And so that leads to scarcity and high uh, values of homes and quickly rising values of homes. The thing that makes Lexington valuable is the land. It is intrinsic value. Another example I want to talk about that we should all be familiar with is San Francisco. This is another example of demand far outstripping the supply of land. The price of land and housing in San Francisco has risen rapidly due to very high demand, network effects, and very poor government zoning policies. Although there's nothing truly intrinsic about San Francisco's land that makes it scarce like Lexington. Other hubs of creativity and technology can be created. Austin, Texas is a testament to this. So many companies have left San Francisco for Austin, Texas, and if that were to continue, the land, uh, the value of land in San Francisco were, will fall. That's not as much the case for Lexington. Lexington, again, has only so much farmland and so much developable land, and that's intrinsic. And so I would describe San Francisco's value, as far as their land goes, as being attached to a network effect. The second that that network effect breaks down, the value of that land could theoretically decrease. So I want to also compare what I just spoke about to digital assets that many of us believe to be scarce. We're told they're scarce. Um, I, I personally believe there's no such thing as true scarcity within the internet. 
So as I mentioned earlier, the whole Web3 movement, Bitcoin, crypto, blockchain, these are all amazing technologies. But I want to make some things clear. I want to explore this. This is a conversation. Nobody knows the answer of what Web3 will become. Nobody knows what Bitcoin actually is. And so this is an open conversation that I'd love to hear your thoughts on. But it is very clear that the internet is made up of bits of information and electricity running a network of computers that make up the internet as we know it today. Digital technologies change very frequently. New platforms and networks are created. There is no such thing as truly scarce digital land. And here's what I mean. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the metaverse. The metaverse will be made up of many sub-metaverses. And the example I want to use here is video games and decentralized land platforms. So Decentraland, Upland, several others have been popping up. And what they're doing is they're selling digital land or they're selling NFTs within these video games that many perceive to be scarce. And so while that land might be scarce within that video game, it is by way, no way, shape, or form actually scarce. New video games can be created at any point, and that land can be completely altered with a simple code change that takes no additional resources or energy. If you contrast this with the actual Earth, another Earth will never be created. We don't even know if there's another Earth in the universe. While land can be altered, it takes a dramatic amount of resources and energy in physical space compared to, like I said, in the digital world, it's a simple code change that takes really no additional resources or energy to execute across the internet. But if you were to build a new home or if you were to alter the land like they did in New York City or other parts of the world where uh, there might be rising tides and rising uh, water levels, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of resources to alter that land. And so for the most part, our earth is not alterable um, in, in the grand scheme of things. The thing that makes the metaverse and just digital and physical property valuable is just the network effect. What I mean by this is in the metaverse, with a click of a button, you can change from one sub metaverse to another. However, in the real world, network effects related to physical land and where people live are significantly stronger. It takes a lot of resources and commitment for somebody to pick up their life and move it to another city. Whereas on the internet, it takes one click to move from one world to another. And this creates a scenario where there really is no true scarcity. Now, let's also talk about cryptocurrencies. Many of them are not scarce. Uh, and that's something that I think investors and retail investors need to be paying a lot of attention to because a lot of these cryptocurrencies at their fundamental level, more can be issued. And so there really is no true scarcity with many of these cryptocurrencies. And so again, investors need to be careful and pay attention to the technical details of what they're investing in. Now, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is by far and away the most scarce asset that we've figured out how to create on the internet. Only 21 million will ever be issued. Uh, and that takes a good amount of also uh, energy to produce because of uh, proof of work. And that's an important technology and it gives a lot of value to Bitcoin. And that is why a lot of the Bitcoin in the world was mined in China. China had the cheapest energy and a lot of the mining was in China. It's since moved away since they've regulated it. The cost of creating a Bitcoin is simply energy. However, I will argue that Bitcoin is not truly scarce. It's only scarce because of the network. If the network falls apart, Bitcoin is dead. And the network consists of those that are wanting to transact in it, 
those developers that are using Bitcoin to create other utilities or other pieces of value. And if those networks fall apart, then so does Bitcoin. That's not the case in the real world. If a network falls apart uh, in the real world, then the underlying value of the land is, is still there. It doesn't just dissipate as bits on the internet can. The underlying value of the land, sure, the price can drop, but there is still that land there that uh, people need and people might farm on. It has real utility. So people use land for things like housing, farming, productive productivity. Uh, people cannot function without land and there's limited supply and it's very clear utility, as I was just saying. Bitcoin, while it is technically scarce and provably uh, limited, it does not mean there is clear utility. There is no clear utility at this point. All the utility to this point is largely just what the network and the media has said it is, which is you know, some kind of store of value. It's not a currency. It's not a platform really to build on yet. We haven't seen a whole lot of utility built on top of it. It's truly just a store of value, a speculative store of value. It is competing with other decentralized assets. If another decentralized asset that could compete with Bitcoin popped up and there were better user experiences and faster transactions, theoretically, the network could leave Bitcoin and move to that other one. So Bitcoin is not truly scarce. It's just not. It's on the internet. It's living in bits. And so that's part of the problem. And I want to take it one step deeper. Bitcoin exists on top of land. It has to have land in order to exist. The data centers where the miners and the computers that are mining this Bitcoin live are on top of land. This is an exercise that I want you guys to think about is what is true scarcity and does it exist online? It is yet to be seen if it truly, if it truly lives online. And another thing is follow the money. If you follow large institutional banks and billionaires, they're buying land, they're buying housing. They're buying these things in quantities, multiples, multiples, multiples larger than they're buying Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. There's a reason for that. They get it. They get what true scarcity is. I'm not saying that Bitcoin's not going to be something that's valuable. It could turn out to be something that's truly scarce. The network could hold up, but it's not intrinsically scarce based on science. And so what I want people to understand is that if you're a retail investor, just think about what scarcity really is and understand the underlying technologies of what you're investing in. And here's my advice as it relates to Web3. Pay attention to the technical architectures. Speak to, speak to uh, experts in the field. And don't just buy based on perceived demand in the media. Because that is not true value. That is purely hype. And what we saw in, two, in around the 2000-1999 era of the internet, the dot-com bust, was a website could pop up perceived value could be high the next week it could be zero very few dot-coms survived the dot-com bust the ones we know of today amazon and several others they were truly technical phenomenons they built operating systems they built ways to move things from here to there using bits on the internet they were true technical architectures that had value and utility so pay attention to that when you're buying and selling cryptos in the web3 or the metaverse, as many people are calling it. So, a few things to check. Are they decentralized? That's one thing. That's what gives a lot of value to a cryptocurrency. Is there limited supply? And does it produce some kind of utility? If Bitcoin continues to be 
uh, just an exchange of value. It's, and people do not continue to build on top of it. The utility will not continue to grow. And so the value will not continue to grow. And so it'll be interesting to see what the utility of Bitcoin becomes as time goes on. And so a little prediction here, I think there'll be a drawdown of Web3 at some point due to a panic of what true value is. People are going to realize that there is not true scarcity online and scarcity moves with networks. If networks fall apart online, so does the scarcity. That's not the case for many of the other assets that people could be investing in, like real estate. So true scarcity and productive assets like real estate and equities will always see an increase in demand and value and well into the future. So I want to hear from you all what you all think about this. Uh, I'm very passionate about real estate. I'm very passionate about the internet and technology. And this is just an observation I've made speaking to a lot of uh, Bitcoin maximalists. I have a lot of them in my life. Um, I also have a lot of people that are very experienced in the real estate industry. And I speak to a lot of people around the nation about uh, Web3 and Metaverse and many of these new technologies that are evolving. And I think it's yet to be seen what kind of value they really bring people. And so this is a conversation that I'd love to hear you all comment and join in on.